Welcome to Up the Union podcast. I'm Dan Hames, speaking with Mark Sterling. We've been talking about power and authority. Mark, what is the, the biblical picture of power and authority? What is it for? How do the scriptures set up this issue for us? Um, I think that the, the, the biblical material on this is, is really fascinating because it's, it's throughout the whole of scripture. I would always go, first of all, to Philippians 2 because there Paul sets it out very, very clearly. In Philippians 2, 1 to 12, um, there's a passage that is framed front and back, first of all, with references to uh, how we should live as a result of being in union with Christ, you know, outworking our salvation in verse 12, and then uh, in view of the comfort and encouragement we have in Christ and from the Spirit in verses 1 and 2. And then between those halfway, there's a command to imitate the mindset or the attitude of Jesus. Um, the importance of framing that command to imitate between those two references to already being in union is uh, links to Luther's comment that it's not imitation that makes us sons, but sonship that makes us imitators. And so there's a, there's a very important corrective there, first of all, to say that any command to imitate something in Christ comes as a result of being in union with Christ, comes as a result of gracious union and the salvation that Christ has accomplished and is not as a means to gain that. And that's something that should be obvious, and but nevertheless is always important to say. So right in the middle of that passage, there's a command to imitate Jesus and imitate him in a particular mindset. And it's a mindset that supremely exemplifies what Paul has said in the first few verses of that chapter uh, regarding the kind of attitudes that people are to have. He talks about doing nothing out of selfish ambition, do nothing out of vain conceit. In humility, consider others to be more important than ourselves, looking not just our own interests, but also the interests of others. And then he said, this sort of mindset you should, uh, you, you should imitate, and it's supremely exemplified in Jesus. And then he goes on to tell us exactly how Jesus exemplifies that mindset, that way of thinking, that attitude, if you like, of um, of doing nothing out of selfish ambition or being conceit. And that's the very famous passage from verse 5 through to, to verse 11 of uh, Philippians 2. I guess without going into that in massive detail, the basic, the basic thrust of the passage is to say, here is Jesus with, um, who, is, who has equality with God. And he therefore has all of the privileges and all of the prerogatives, all of the power of God, of God available to him. Uh, he has all of that at his disposal. And the question then is, well, what does he do with it? What is his attitude towards his rights and his privileges and his prerogatives? And Paul says that Jesus' attitude towards those things is not to see them as a means to get something for himself, but instead of that, in contrast to grasping and getting something for himself, instead of that, he pours himself out. And by the way, I think that's a better translation than he emptied himself. He pours himself out um, in humble service, takes the form of man, takes the form of a servant, and, and humbles himself, obedient, right to the point of death by means of a cross. 
Um, so the picture, and I think it's the most powerful and most moving and most challenging picture that Paul's painting there, is of Jesus with all the power of deity at his command. Because, of course, the night before his crucifixion in Gethsemane, where Peter lops off the high priest's servant's ear, Jesus responds to say, don't you think that with a word of command I could have 12 legions of angels at my side? And the point Jesus is making is, you must not think this course of action is forced upon me against my will. It is freely and willingly chosen. And so the picture Paul's painting that demonstrates the same attitude we are to have towards our own authority or power, our own privileges, is of Jesus with all of the power of the universe at his disposal, at a single command, choosing to stay on a cross and choosing to endure pain and to endure suffering right to the point of death. And to do so in order to sacrifice himself lovingly for the sake of us so that we can call each other brother and call God Father today. And then the passage, of course, goes on to say, quoting Isaiah 45, for this reason God gives him the name above all names, the name Yahweh. And he's saying this is not an action inconsistent with the nature of God, but this is the supreme demonstration of who God is. So this understanding of what power is then, it is the means to empower humble service and sacrificial service. It's not an anomaly in the character of Jesus. It's the supreme demonstration of what's right at the heart of reality. So to sum all that up, and I know that's, that's a, a lot of exegesis compacted into a very short space there, but to sum it up, essentially it's saying power is for the purpose of humble service of others. It empowers self-sacrifice for the sake of loving others. And therefore, any reversal of that direction of power to get something for self at the expense of others is by definition an abuse of power. And that's one of the key, the key ideas that I would seek to work with in, in thinking through this issue of power and authority. And then very briefly, Paul applies this to himself in 1 Thessalonians 2, when he talks about his own attitudes towards leadership. He says, you know, we refuse to flatter you, we refuse to manipulate you. Though we were apostles of Christ, we could have thrown our weight around. We didn't, he said. Instead of that, we were just like a mother breastfeeding her child. So the apostle says, I didn't throw my apostolic weight around to get you to do things, but I breastfed you like a mother breastfeeding her child. It's a very delicate, tender picture of a self-giving and self-sacrificial love. So, so in, there's lots more biblical material, but just in a nutshell, that's it. Power is for humble service, by definition. And any use of power to get something instead of to serve others is by definition an abuse of power. So power is for humble service. There's a beautiful definition of power. Thanks, Mark. Make sure you tune in again next time. 